All right, start the show. Okay, party people in the house. Hey guys, it's Michelle Taylor Willis, and thanks again for tuning in to According. Hey guys, it's Michelle Taylor. It's Michelle Taylor Willis. Back at you. It's According to Michelle Radio with Michelle Taylor Willis. What is up, Atlanta, Georgia, and and everywhere? Thank goodness we can go everywhere because, you know, we have access to everywhere. All right, I have been gone, but I'm back. Welcome to According to Michelle with Michelle Taylor Willis here on Real 1100 AM. Uh... In Atlanta. Okay, wait. We're, I guess technically we're, we're in Midtown. Here's how I realized we were in Midtown. Do you guys remember the active shooter that was happening a couple weeks ago? So one of the reasons we weren't on air two weeks ago is because that active shooter was in Midtown. And guess where my studio is? Midtown. So yeah, we didn't have a show that day because somebody was brandishing guns Trying to chew people. So there's that. But we're back now, so that's how I know we're in Midtown. Because I do I do this because every week I say, are we in downtown or in Midtown? We're not really downtown. We're kind of coming. Really more in Midtown. Almost a Buckhead. If we cross the bridge right right there, I know y'all can't. Well, I mean, downtown, downtown is in Midtown, so that's technically. No, downtown is not in Midtown. I mean, downtown is a part of Midtown. Downtown is not a part of Midtown. So Midtown is a part of downtown. Midtown, it is only part. But Midtown is a part of downtown, right? Midtown is not a part of downtown. But wait, so why is Midtown a part of downtown, but downtown may be part of Midtown? Downtown is not a part of Midtown. Are you sure about that? I'm absolutely sure. Let me tell you what the, okay. (laughs) Tongue twister, huh? (laughs) Let me tell you what, Jarell and I do this like once a month. Okay, before we do that, let me just welcome everybody. But I'm coming back for you. Put a pin in that, okay? (laughs) Bet. We'll double click on that in a second. Okay, welcome everybody on Facebook. Okay, I'm very excited about this because we are broadcasting live for the first time on YouTube and on Facebook and on Instagram all at the same time. Hello, friends. I know that does deserve. Yeah, we're going to clap that up. That deserves a little bit of claps. The good claps. (laughs) Not the claps. (laughs) What? I didn't say it out loud. I did, didn't I? We talked about you don't have to say things, you know? Right. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so we're doing all that. So I want to welcome all of our audiences there, but I definitely want to welcome our core audience. And that would be the listeners on Real 1100 AM right here in Atlanta that are listening to me from four to six every Wednesday, you know, on your way home on the Autobahn. (laughs) That's my new name for 7585, the connector. I'm calling it the Autobahn and the 285 is going to be Autobahn too. Because somebody sideswiped me on 285. I have so much to talk about before we take our first break. Okay, so I'm welcoming everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We are here every Wednesday from 4 to 6 with amazing guests giving you inspiration and, and, and motivation and empowerment around whatever it is you want your life to be. Sometimes it's entertainers. Sometimes it's actors. Today it's actors. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's business owners. Sometimes it's Mark Morial, the president of the National Urban League. Who knows? That's why you got to tune in every week because you never know what the empty dubs is going to bring to you. Okay, back to you, Jarrell. The delineation between downtown and midtown is north. Once you cross over North Avenue, 
you are now in Midtown. You leave downtown, you cross north, north, and let me tell you how you know you're north, because the Bank of America building is on north. When you see that huge, tall Bank of America building when you're driving through, that's north. We cross over north, now you're Midtown, because the numbers start going, you know, first, second, third, fourth, fifth street. So then you're, you know, you start driving uptown. Kind of so, like New York, but not really. So Piedmont Park is in Midtown, correct? Piedmont Park is, yeah, it's not on the back side of Midtown, like okay. almost out of no, Midtown. No, no, but I'm not making fun. I'm just trying to get my bearings. No, no, I get sense. it. Yeah, 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 I know. Okay. I'm here for you, friend. Okay. Ting. I was me. wrong, world. It's okay, you know. It only happens every now and then. You're normally pretty right, especially for a 10-year-old. I appreciate you that. Are like, you know. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You, I don't even think you can drink. It's a choice, but I wouldn't recommend it. Um, yeah, I do look a little too young for that. You do. Jay Sean? No, not Jay Sean. Who's that rapper? Big Sean. Big Sean, yeah, him. Are they all the same? I got a cousin named Sean, so yeah, yeah. in a way. I mean, like, whatever. Big Sean. Big Sean is so good, right? So good. If I could quit my job and... All day, then I would. That's Big Sean. Nah, nah, not that even, is Big not, Sean. This is a family show. No. Oh you, yeah, you don't pick say the that's song. Got of it. course, you pick that's the song. All, that's my favorite Big Sean song. That's tough. Okay, <laughs> let me go back to talking about all the things I have to talk about before we take our first break. First of all, I want to thank everybody that came out to never play with a woman's heart. This was my debut as a lead actress in a stage play. And I was so honored to have this part. Like, literally, thank you. That's, thank you. Thank you very much. We're just going to be quiet so y'all can relish in that moment. Okay. Um, seriously, though, this was my debut as a lead. And it was, it was really quite magical. I mean, I got an opportunity to work opposite Andre Peachtree. Peach, I'm not saying Peachtree. He's going to kill me if he's listening. Sorry, Andre. Andre Peachtree. Do you know him? P-I-T-R-E, Andre. He toured with Tyler Perry. Um, I think on a couple of his shows and he's been in a couple movies and he has his own movie called Changes that he produced and he's business partners with Charnel. She was Kimberly on A Different World. I can't remember her last name. Charnel Brown. Thank you, Charnel Brown. Um, so anyway, yeah, so this is him and, like you know, this. if you are on Instagram or Facebook or, you know, you can see this is the program that was done. That's me and my I'm going to get you face. I can be very serious when I need to be. Um, but the play was great. We basically did a run of five shows, Thursday night, Friday night, two shows on Saturday, and two shows two shows on Saturday and a Sunday matinee. <clears throat> and the response was overwhelmingly possible. There were so many of you guys that were there, and I didn't even get a chance to say, hey, like, I didn't even know. If I had not, if you hadn't, you know, texted me afterward or posted something, I wouldn't have known you were there, especially my followers. I love it when you guys show up. So I'm telling you next time, wait for me. A lot of people waited and we took pictures. I signed autographs. I would have loved to do that for all of y'all. So don't leave next time. Find me and um, and let me engage with you because I just, I, I really appreciated it. But um, it was such a good play. Oh my gosh. And everybody that has come through has been like, we weren't expecting it. I mean, you know, when you see a play you're not exactly, I mean, let's just, you know. Well, you don't know. <laughs> I mean, you don't you don't know. And you're like, okay, well, let's see. There's, oh, one of my co-stars just came on. What's up, Ned? He was Mr. Skeetamore. Skeetamore. <laughs> and he was ridiculous. Yeah, Skeetamore, that's right. He was Mr. Skeetamore. And he bust up in my apartment. <laughs> and up. he did, literally. He actually kicked the door in the second time he came in, but... 
whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, but you know, and I'm sure like people aren't used to me being, you know, an actress. I mean, they know I act, but right. so I know they were probably like, oh, it's gonna be like a little cute play Michelle's in, you know. Yeah, church play. Mm -hmm. Just a little church play. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't do wrong by me, mama. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, you know, that's what we're doing. <laughs> and um, I think people were pleasantly surprised when they came out. They were like, whoa, this was quite a production. Not, not because of me, but like the whole production was just fantastic. So shout out to Dana Hubbard, who has been doing this for 40 years. He started with Spike Lee, literally, on Do the Right Thing. He's worked with Malcolm X, Ernest Thomas, who, you know, Raj. so Raj, Raj from What's Happening was at the play, like three nights, because he and Dana are like best friends, or very good friends, and Raj was like, girl, you on to something, and then he was like, mama, I can't breathe, <laughs> get it, so, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, aw, yeah, anyway, so that was fantastic, um, I had a wonderful time doing that, and Hopefully, we will be taking this, this show back on the road. I say back because it was touring. Dana has done this show. He did it 15 times before he came to Atlanta. And he decided he took a hiatus. He went on hiatus and came back like five years later. It hasn't He hasn't had this since 2018. So he did the remount here in Atlanta. And Atlanta showed a lot of love. And, um, and I was just happy to be a part of it. So thank you to everybody. It was amazing. And there's that. I wanted to talk about Ja Moran. Did I say it right? Ja Moran. Whatever. <laughs> ja Moran. There you go. Okay. I wanted to talk about that real quick because it's crazy, but we're on time because we've got to take a break. And we've got to get to the next group of thespians <laughs> that are in the studio. I'm so excited. These guys, well, some of these guys, one of these. Two of these guys were in here. I'm like, wait, which one of y'all is, which one of y'all is real? Which one's fake? I'm just joking. Um, they were in here uh, last year. Actually, you were part two. You were just hosting, I think. Mm -hmm. Chris Martin's sitting out like, I'm cool. <laughs> um, Jokes. Oh, and, uh, and so they were in here last year and with the play God Guys. And they are now remounting this play with um, some new cast members. So they're in here to talk to us about that and what they got going on and, and, and why they're doing it again um, and uh, and all the things. So it's going to be a great show. We have Sisla Shenanigans coming up at 4 o'clock. We got Ask Michelle at 5.30. I do believe uh, Representative Derek Jackson is going to be calling in who just now is going to a, a uh, not remount, runoff, <laughs> runoff. Uh, from last night's election, so we talk a little bit about him. It's gonna be a great show. Nobody should touch anything except for popcorn and maybe a smart water, you know, because they're one of our sponsors. That's Coca-Cola bottling, come to United. Other than that, don't touch anything. We got a great show. Michelle Taylor Willis here with the Guide Guys on Real 1100 AM. Shout out to all of our iHeart listeners. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back, guys. Hey guys, Michelle Taylor Willis here. And I just want to ask you, have you checked out my latest book? Well, I say latest book, really, it's my only book. <laughs> raising Significance, an MTW guide to raising independent, well-rounded, and confident kids. Listen, this book is not rocket science, and I'm not claiming to be a child expert or a psychologist or psychiatrist or any of that. I'm just a mom who has figured some things out. So I just got some jewels and a few gems that can help you raise not just successful kids, but significant kids. 
kids. You want your kids to stand out from the crowd or at least from the other kids in their class, right? This is the way to do it. So listen, go to my website, authormichelletaylorwillis.com. That's Michelle with two L's. Check out the book. If you like what you see, click on that pay now button and grab a copy. Maybe you grab a copy for some of your friends who have kids if you don't. But either way, I promise you will not be disappointed. Raising Significance, an MTW's guide to raising independent, well-rounded, and confident kids. Get your copy today. Michelle. Michelle. Take this one here for me and my DJ. All right, guys. We are back on According to Michelle with Michelle Taylor Willis here on Real 1100 AM in Midtown Atlanta. Welcome to all of our listeners right now. If you are taking me home with you, don't tell my husband. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, yeah, you know I'm saying uh-huh. Because you know you're just driving, right? It's just not a yeah. Okay, I get it. Anyway, shout out to iHeart. Here's the thing, guys. If you aren't in Atlanta, you can catch me on the 1100 AM app. All you got to do is go into your app store and download it. Or if you have the iHeart Radio app, you can download it from there. There's no reason for you not to listen to According to Michelle. And here's something else. Team Replay is in full effect. So after every show, at the top of the week on Mondays, these shows get loaded into every American, at least, podcast platform you can think of. And you can listen to the uh, According to Michelle podcast. So always Team Replay. There's no reason that you can't get great insight, great information, great empowerment, all of those things from Michelle Taylor Willis. We got you covered all over the place. Right now, we are live on through StreamYard on Facebook, Michelle T. Willis, the Daniel Media YouTube page, and of course, Michelle Taylor Willis on Instagram. Okay, today's show is brought to us by Coca-Cola Bottling Company United. I am a huge fan of the water product. Y'all know I don't drink a lot of like, you know, soda, stuff like that. But Smart Water and the Black Alkaline Smart Water is my jam right now. That's what I'm normally drinking and on set last week or on stage backstage all of it that's what i was rocking with alkaline water if you can get it i know you can grab it you definitely will feel a difference if you drink it repeatedly but i love that stuff but any of those coca-cola bottling I mean, coca-cola products i'm a fan of so make sure you check them out make sure you tell them that the mt dubs told you to all right today's show is awesome we have four amazing thespians i don't even want to call them actors because you know they're stagers, not stage like furniture, you know, stagers. It's a Michelleism. These are thespians. These are people who are, who love being on stage. And I got to tell you, as an actor, my first love is stage. I mean, there's something that happens when you get on that stage where you have a live audience in front of you that you can feed off of that will tell you whether or not you're doing a good job. I mean, the audience will let you know right then and there. If you're knocking them dead or if you're knocking them dead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, and these guys all do that. We have four of the God guys in the house. And later on the show, we're going to have Nay Stubbs, who is the writer and director of this play. But let me just introduce these guys to you quickly. All right, Corey Poe has appeared in several films, commercials, music videos. You kind of look like a music video. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a good thing. Okay. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Uh, you might have seen him in Huntress, Saints and Sinners, Up and Over, Manifested Bliss, Good Matchmaker. I'm not going all over the place. His bio is too long and my vocal cords need to be preserved. But <laughs> he, let me tell you how seriously he takes his craft. 
He is still in acting classes. He continues to hone his craft, which is so important. He's a native of Calhoun, Georgia, and he literally is, is right now, I mean, I call him a native of Atlanta because that's where he is right now, and that's where God Guys is going to be. So, guys, welcome Corey Poe to According to Michelle today. Hey, Corey. Absolutely. Next we've got C. Nathaniel Brown. I call him C. Nate. That's kind of my thing. Does anybody else call you that? Okay, you're welcome. You know, that thing makes noise when you move it, so just, you know. <laughs> Award-winning actor, director, and filmmaker from Baltimore, who actually does live here in Atlanta. He's been here for a while. He's written, directed, produced more than 30 films. That's shorts, that's features, that's documentaries. Um, and I really think his thing is writing, like all of his stuff. He's a creative right so writing is his thing and i think sometimes he just acts by default when it makes when it makes sense mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, some of his projects can be seen on platforms as urban flicks tv influencer tv amazon prime and youtube uh, but he is an international best-selling author with 20 books i have one book and it's sitting up here on the counter right now and i feel really accomplished about that but you know <laughs> guys welcome to the show today see nate <laughs> Absolutely. All right, next we've got Troy Bland, Troy Bland, who's a native New Yorker. I love New York. It's my favorite city on, well, the United, in the United States. Um, he's been acting since he was young. Several theater courses, right? Um, is, is theater your first love? It is. Yeah. It I is. think real, not yeah. real actors, but most actors who really, really, like theater is their thing, right? Like they love the stage. Uh, took courses at City College in New York, and then he moved to Georgia, became a youth minister. So we don't curse in front of him. We keep it real, <laughs> real clean. Real, real clean. So Troy has been a runway model. He's been in independent Ooh. films. Yeah, you didn't know that? Uh, oh, somebody didn't know Troy model. Didn't know. Oh, and several say stage plays, like Will a Real Man, Please Stand, The Soul of a Man, August Wilson's Fences, who we love, right? Um, and tons of other things. He's been seen on stuff on Amazon Prime, Turner Classic uh, Movies, and you've probably seen him on House of Pain, all kinds of stuff. Welcome. I mean, I'm sorry, I skipped down. That's you. <laughs> so I was like, dang, I didn't know he was in House of Pain. That's it. an add on. <laughs> Actually, he was one of the marchers in Selma. Selma. Guys, welcome. Troy Bland to the stage. I mean, to, uh, to the show. Yeah, I mean, like, golly. I was, as, I was, as I was going through, I was like, wait, I thought that was Chris. Okay, it was Chris. All right, first and foremost, Chris Martin I met, like, I don't even remember when we met. Do you remember when we met? Uh, yeah, I remember. You do? Okay, don't Who say it. Forget? Well, I forget? Clearly me, because <laughs> I forgot. Uh, but I love this guy, and I've been get you know, we it's been our goal to get him in the studio for years now. And he's probably still going to say this isn't enough because he's sharing it with three other people. But I'm going to bring you back. I, I know he's looking at me like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you guys have seen him everywhere. He's a radio show host, MC with the mostest. He's an actor. Um, Y'all got, he was a, the dad in Little, which I remember when I saw him. I was like, oh my God, that's Chris. <laughs> Look at Chris. Look at him. Nice. Um, you've seen him in, in all kinds of things. He's done commercial work. But, um, and you know, he, his first romantic lead, I think is really cool. The independent film, All That Matters. And he received great, 
great, great acclaim for his portrayal as Jay. Um, you've seen him on stuff on Amazon Prime, Turner Classic Movies, House of Pain. I'm like, didn't I read this already? <laughs> I did. <laughs> ATL Homicide with my boy C- Cuba the God. Yeah. That's my dog. That's my dude. You were big, on with yeah. Cuba the God too, weren't you, yeah, Troy? Big things. Yeah, lots of things. Um, so Chris has several projects in development. And um, he's done a lot of stuff, but I feel like he's got a lot more coming. You haven't scratched the surface yet, have you? We're just trying to work. Just trying to work. <laughs> Welcome to, uh, according to Michelle Radio, Christopher Martin. Thank you. Okay, so now I want you to tell the story about how do we meet? Because I really want to, I don't remember. Yeah, well, um, you knew Bob Brown and Renata. Uh, they worked for a, a waste company. And they would see you at a lot of oh, events. And they were right. like, you know this guy, Christopher Martin? The fashion plate. <laughs> <laughs> and you remind us a lot of him. They were like, you're the female right. him. And they were you telling did, me, that. because I did um, promotional work for them, uh, that they knew the, the female version of me. And so as lo and behold, the what happened, I kept plate. hearing about Michelle Taylor Willis. Michelle Taylor Willis, so and so and so and so. I'm hosting an event at the Apex Theater. Oh, wow, with my boy. Um... Yeah. Right, again, no memory. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. With, with, yeah, yeah, he's with, both of with our boys. Dan, yeah, with Dan, Dan Moore. Dan Moore, right. Dan Moore. Right, right, Dan right. Moore, yeah, yeah. So to get to the story, I'm hosting an event, uh, and she's there, and I say my name, Christopher Martin, the fashion plate. And she came up to me after the thing, she was like, you know Bob Brown and so and so. I was like, yeah. She's like, they talk about you all the time. Mm-hmm. And I knew right off the bat. I was like, are you Michelle Taylor That's Willis? Right. And she was like, in the flesh, the one and only. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I did not do all ass. of that. Did I? Mean, I? Just a little bit. I might have. That's but fair. that's how we met uh, and been a fan of yours ever since. And vice versa. Appreciate it. That's right. You know what? I had forgotten that, but I do remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fashion police. <laughs> Always want you to say the fashion police. That's where I feel like that's going. That's not you. That's not you. Not me. That's not me. Yeah, I don't know. But okay, so I am super, super excited to have you guys in here, back in here, um, to talk about God Guys, but I also want to talk about some other things that you guys are doing as well, right? I mean, I know each of you individually mm-hmm. has a life outside of God Guys, but this is just your life right now. So let's talk a little bit about that. Now, for those of you who weren't listening, and who should be shamed for it, uh, to, according to Michelle, when they were on uh, last year, God got, well, i tell you what, because this was kind of your part of your brainchild, right? See, Nate? So why don't you tell us a little bit about God Guys, what it is, why you did it, um, and then, you know, let's talk about this, this next run of it. Sure. Um, God Guys was an idea that came about from me being with a group of guys, those members of the original cast, and wanting to create a project that we could work on together. And I knew that I wanted to do something that was meaningful, impactful, that would help black men, and came up with the idea of God Guys, uh, these group of men who get together, and when they get together, all of the barriers that they, they set up to protect themselves from others they come down. So then they can become vulnerable and they can talk about the things that ail them, that trouble them, that they're dealing with. And so we wanted to be able to create a story around these individuals so that we can share with the world some things that African-American men go through, but we don't often talk about. Mm. And so I kicked this idea around for a couple of years and one day shared it with my producer partner 
May Stubbs. That's May, right? Mm. Yes. <laughs> and she said, when are you going to do that? And I said, well, eventually, because we were already working on a, a different project, and we were just having a creative discussion about different projects. And she pushed, and she pushed, and she pushed, and I came back to the guys, including Troy, um, Jeff Dickerson, rest his soul, Kevin oh, no. Savage, Tobias Armand, and I was telling them about the, the talks and the creativity, and they got excited. It was starting as a short film, and we eventually decided to do a play, and then God Guys was born. Wow. Why'd you decide to do the play instead? They talked me into it. Mm-hmm. So um, would you would you have preferred to do Real Talk? Would you I've, have... No, I've nobody's never listening. I've never done a film uh, a, a stage play before. Nay's background is in stage. Right. Troy's background is in stage. The other guys have had experience, and they was like, "Let's do a play." And I was like, "Okay, if that's what y'all want, that's what we're gonna do." <laughs> Got you. And so we we kind of put it together, and it it, it turned out so amazing. Yeah. It was beyond all of my imagination because I didn't know what to expect. Right. Um. So it was it was amazing. Did you feel like? you were out of your lane a little bit like were you nervous about kind of playing in that space um nervous is not the right word okay um i suffer from anxiety in general okay so the anxiety was so you're like yeah i was on meds during Mm. that (laughs) 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 Um, but i had a level of comfort because of the team right those my brothers so i knew they were going to have me Nay's my, my producer partner, and we worked on other stuff. I yeah. knew she was going to push me, but I knew she was also going to make sure that I was good. And so I had no worries about them, and they didn't have any worries about me, although I had some worries about me, right? being that it was my first time. Sure. And so they just continued to push me until I got comfortable yeah. enough that I wasn't thinking about those things. Right. And so um, I'd do it again, just not this time. Well, you are doing it again, aren't <laughs> no. you? No. I'm not a part of the cast this time. Oh, you're not? No. I will be hosting um, and still producing with Nay. Um, We have, this cast is going to do an amazing job. So I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it with with the audience. Which do you prefer? Do you prefer, like, just sitting back? Or do you actually like being in front of the camera or on stage? I'm usually behind the camera. So that's what you like to say. I'm more comfortable back there. Got you. Writing, directing, producing. That's my lane. But, like I say, sometimes they let me act like an actor. That's right. <laughs> and you're pretty good at it. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I get it. Okay. So, why why not the same cast? Oh, can you not talk about it? No, I can't talk about okay. it. Okay. Dang, he got serious. <laughs> no, I can talk about it. And I will. And I want to talk about it. Okay. Um, as many people know, um, Pops who is Jeff Dickerson. He passed away a few weeks after we did God Guys. I know, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. it was really, um, it crushed all of us. Yeah, yeah. And so in the moment, we said we're not doing anything because at that point we were already planning to come back in January with the original cast. I remember, I remember. And once he, he passed away, it just rocked us. So we said, you know what? We're not doing anything. We're shutting right. it down. And then we remembered one of the things that he shared with Nay about the production. Because this was before we decided to come back in, in January. He said, even if I'm not a part of this, this has to continue. Mm. Because wow. so many people need this. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that was before we said, okay, yeah, we're coming back. You know, you, you're in. And he was in. He was excited. He was ready to go. 
And then when he passed away, it, it just crushed us. So at that point, we said we're, we weren't going to do it. Right. And right. then we took a step back and we said we have to continue to share this message because the world needs it. And so we started looking at it again. At that point, I decided I, I wasn't going to be a part. I couldn't do it without Pops. Um, uh, Troy, Troy and I had talked about it. Uh, the other guys, you know, decided to do other things. And I said, you know what? Let's just open it up and recast. Like, we know some amazingly talented people right. who will do this justice. So we decided that we were going to recast, and we did. And so you, through all the, the audition process, or did you just direct book people that you thought? Yeah, we handpicked a few people to audition. Okay. Um, and then we decided from there the roles um, that they would that would be. Um, and we picked the right ones. Picked the right <laughs> ones. Picked the right, right ones. Yeah. So speaking of which, and if you're just joining on Real 1100 AM, according to Michelle, with Michelle Taylor Willis or Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We've got the cast of God Guys in the house. The play is going to be opening June 17th. For how many nights? Two nights. Two nights. 17th. And 17th at, and at five. Um, yes, yeah, seven stages. Seven theater. stages. I want to say five <laughs> points theater. Yeah. And I performed there. So, I mean, I've been there so many times. Yeah, at seven yeah. stages here yes. in Atlanta. Um, so. You guys, as new cast, well, Troy, you've obviously done it before, but as new cast members, you were there as mm -hmm. the host. Chris right. Chris Martin was actually the host um, for one of the nights. I don't think you hosted the night that I actually No, you saw. came Saturday. I was there Sunday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but for you guys being cast in this, like when you were hosting it, did you ever think like, man, I'd love to be a part of this? Or did that even cross your mind? Or? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about like when you're like, like host. Uh, you host exactly. Okay. You know, I mean, you, like, you were low key offended, weren't you? you no, were not low key offended. offended, but I was excited because Chuck had hit me up about, hey, a, a, a project, you know, I got something, you know, that, that, that I may want you to do. And I knew that God guys was going on and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm available. I was like, is it, and I said that, is it, is it that thing with uh, the play with Kevin? And, and he's like, no, but you're going to be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. So, yeah. So when they told me I was going to be a host, uh, I was busy. I had something that Saturday night, did it Sunday. Um, and was truly amazed, moved. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Did, did you cry? Did, did my thing uh, close close to crying you know my, my i ain't gonna lie my eyes welled up i mean when you see that and as a black man you see like we were saying just mm -hmm. you know throughout this process and when we were out there like i've gone through that or i know my dad or my cousin or my best friend you know what i mean when you're seeing all that like good god right you know what i mean and to see the actors uh big fan of troy one of my great friends big fan of kevin savage uh, one of my best friends uh, in the business, both of them, man, great men, yeah. no mm -hmm. Chuck. So, yeah, I wanted to be a part of it, to act with them, as fate would have it, as Chuck said. Um, and we were talking, man, as, as, you know, the ripple effect of something happens, had this opportunity to be in the play. Uh, couldn't be more grateful, more thankful. Uh, bonds have been made so far, and yeah. we look to really give a great performance, two great performances next month. Yeah. Corey, what about you? How did you get involved? Um, well, I had met Chuck on a uh, another audition, uh, not pertaining to this. Um, after that audition, he spoke with me. He said, "You did a wonderful job." He said, I, I, "I'm gonna be reaching out to you." Um, so you know, you hear that in the industry is like, "Okay, whatever." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> audition and move on. Absolutely. Yeah, like, uh -huh. 
absolutely. Uh, that that particular role wasn't fitting for me, so I walked from that. But uh, he did. He reached out, and he's like, hey, remember me? I told you I was going to get back to you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. So, you know, I had a little bit more hope then, and then right. he finally <laughs> said, hey, um, we got this play, God Guys, have you heard of it? And I actually did simply from Instagram. Some right, that right, I right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was heavy on socials. Mm-hmm. And so I said, yeah, I'm familiar with it. So he said, okay, I want you to audition for us. And I'm like, okay, cool. Did the audition. Uh, wasn't the, it, I think all of us had in mind what we were auditioning mm-hmm. for. Right. And uh, that didn't come back. So he said, okay, I want to offer you the role of Dante. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, so that that's how that came about. Got you. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, we got to take a quick break. We're going to come back with the cast of God Guys. But before we go, we <laughs> they're knocking on the window like, don't forget, I know. I know. Uh, we are going to do senseless shenanigans a little bit early because we've got to adjust our, we got to adjust the time. Uh, lost sound. Okay, I got you. We're going to, we got to adjust the time. There we go. Adjust the time a little bit um, for somebody that's got to leave. So we're going to do senseless shenanigans and then we'll come back and we'll t- be talking more to these guys. See, Nate, can, that's what, I mean, do you not want, that should just be what we call, what I call, like. You're the only one. I mean, it's just me, right? Just okay. you. See, Nate, we got Corey in the house. We got C. Martin. <laughs> C. Martin, C. Nate, and then Troy. Oh, God, Troy. <laughs> All right, so uh, we got, it's time real quick for Sizzler Shenanigans, and then we'll take a break. What we got, Jarrell? Guys, we all we all have ladies that we love in our lives that we've had babies with, correct? Well, you haven't. You're 13. But well, yeah. yet, but you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Don't shut me down. Ladies, I'm, I'm out here. Um, <laughs> with that being said. A young lady somewhere on the West Coast, I believe, had a baby shower. Now, this baby shower was not like any other baby showers in the local areas. Um, apparently, she had two baby showers in the same day. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because No, she... everybody's looking at me as you no, should. No, it makes sense, because she, I mean, two people wanted to throw her two baby showers. Okay, now, in what sense? Now, you're, you're right and you're wrong. She had two baby showers with two completely different men. Wait, what? <laughs> How do you... I need crickets on that one. That is crickets. She had one baby shower at noon. Then she had another baby shower around four. Okay, that would, you would be intimating, Jarrell, that she had two babies in her stomach, right, by two different women. I mean, <laughs> men, jeez. Well, it's the first one, so it's it's one baby, I believe. Right. But... Yeah, my guys already see the game as being played. I don't see the game. They, they, I'm, not connecting, I'm, you don't not see the game? I'm not connecting the dots. I'm not connecting the dots. You've been messing with two men. So neither one of them know knew who's when. Who's the baby's baby. daddy? Right. Who really so is the baby the, daddy? That, that is the question. question. Wait. Right. So wait, that is shenanigans. Yeah. yeah. She went to two separate baby in two different families. Wait, um, so they don't, why didn't she just do a paternity test to see who the baby's daddy is? She, she won all the gifts. <laughs> why would, mon- yeah, I was like, you know how much money you take off when you do a paternity test? You that you you cutting off a lot of money. <laughs> so wait a minute. I just want to make sure I'm clear. This woman is pregnant. She doesn't know who the dad is. So these fools. Well, I mean, she could know. She might know. I she mean, might no, no, know. No, no, but... no. But they don't. Oh, wait. They don't know. Wait. They, they don't know, know each other exists. They don't know each other. Okay. Yeah, they don't know each other okay. exists. But they also don't know that she had two baby showers. Right. I mean, they do oh, now, probably. Well, they do now. Yeah. yeah. Twitter is not Because we're telling millions of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Twitter wow. is not your friend. Instagram is not your friend. Okay, so wait. What you're saying is she she has... I know this is taking a long time, Michelle. Come on, you can do this. It's okay. She has 
they don't know that she had two baby showers in the same day. No, the guys don't know. The guys don't know that she had two baby showers. But yeah. People knew. Yeah. Did the guests at the baby shower know? Apparently, the only people that were fully in on it was her and, you know, guys know you need accomplishments, uh, accomplices, accomplices, and her family. So, if the family's in on it, who really is going to say something until the pictures start coming out? And that's really what it was. They started circulating <laughs> on social media. Someone was like, wait a minute, my, my, my cousin was... Hold up. Wait a minute. Is that your mom? Mark, Mark, get in here, bro. Is that your mom? That's drama right there. And Jeanette says paternity tests should be mandatory. Yeah, because I know that ain't who I think it is. That's the first thing going to my head. Where did this happen? Please don't say Atlanta. No, no, no. Somewhere out west. I don't even have an actual location, but here, I'll show you that. Well, I was going to say, I wanted to see what she looked like. Does she look like this? No, it's hard to... Does she look like this? Yeah. More more of the... See, because... With that picture. She got both of the men in the, Oh, my God. <laughs> you thought it was a oh joke? Oh, my gosh. I want you okay. to. Okay, if you're listening on Real 1100 wow. AM, you can't see Facebook, Instagram. Y'all can see. Can you bring this? I want to put this in front of these cameras. Hold on. I'll come so around. people can see. And we're, I, I want to post this in my stories. Like, no, I don't. I'm not putting out senseless shenanigans. I'm not posting. <laughs> I'm not doing this to these poor guys. And but you can tell she that, loves one more than the other. No comment. Okay, so here's one. She's in two separate with the same. She's got pink and purple balloons on one. Look at this. Oh my gosh. I'm she sorry. She got the same outfit on. Same dress. Oh, she, she got the cold. same. She is cold. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's killing the game. I'm on. Don't take some pointers from her. Get her number for me soon. She has that baby. We need to talk. Oh, yeah, like I'm missing some things out. in the game. The daddies. She pregnant. Who gonna check yeah. her? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> she got yeah. That's crazy talk. Are they both gonna be in the delivery room? Though? Yeah. Uh, Are what's they gonna both happen then? To say that. Are they oh. both going to be in the delivery room? Look, we don't know. We're step by step. We're, look, I didn't know this happened until three days ago. So That's crazy. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh is right. Jackson, mm. for Derek Jackson's on. Derek <laughs> says, I'm looking forward to calling in at 530. He says, no. I'm like, yeah. Y'all, can I just say, before we get off of the senseless shenanigans, guys, you know what you need to do. Put something on that thing. Like, you, y'all just out here in these streets. You don't know what's happening. Mm. You, did you know COVID can be passed sexually? What? I'm not sure that that's true. Uh, but yeah. I just felt like, okay, go. we got to take a break. Yeah, never say that. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we got to take a quick Don't break. We got the cast of God Guys in the house at 5 o'clock. Uh, actually, we'll come back a little bit later. we come back, we'll dive more into this into this story, into this gas, gas, cast and everybody's perspective. At 530, we got to ask Michelle, 404 603 8770, you can call and actually talk to the cast. And Derek Jackson, who is now going to a runoff with Mark Baker here in in Georgia, is going to call in and talk to us a little bit about that and what we need to do to make sure that we uh, um, just get out to the polls and vote. So don't touch anything. We'll be right back just after the top of the hour with more, according to Michelle on Real 1100 AM with the cast of God Guys. Michelle. Michelle. What's up? What's up? What's up? We're back. I would say it's the top of the hour, but it's really not. It's about six past the top of the hour. We had to make a couple of adjustments today, but you know, show business, man. Come on. Kind of like showing up on set. Hurry up and wait. Make sure you're there for your call time. Now wait for 14 hours until we're ready for you. That's what it's like being on, according to Michelle Radio. You're welcome. We got the cast of God Guys. 
in the house on Real 1100 AM. If you are driving right now, thank you so much for choosing me to listen to. We want to keep it entertaining and fun, but we also want you to be inspired and empowered by the people that we bring in here every week. We've got C. Nathaniel Brown. We've got Troy Bland. We've got Corey Poe. Thank you. Phew. It's always like so. And we got Christopher Martin. And this is the part of the cast of God Guys, the writer, director, um, and part of the production team in here. And that's that's the brainchild behind all of that. That's C. Nate. I call him C. Nate. You guys should probably stick with C. Nathaniel Brown. He's very particular. All right. So when we left, we were talking a little bit about um, you guys being cast and this new cast and all this stuff. So for me, right, I saw it, right? Um, and I kind of went through that process of you guys building that first <laughs> that first uh, show, um, play. And so, you know, the basis of it all is this mental health thing in, in men, period, right? And certainly black men. Um, but men wearing and shouldering so much of the burden, right? And I, I say a lot, I actually got this from my husband, he used to say this a lot, that you know, men's shoulders are broad so that you can carry the load, right? Um, but that comes at a price sometimes because Definitely. we know the way that you're trained is like you carry the load and that's all you do. Right. You don't talk to anybody about it. You don't complain about it. You don't get around your boys and talk about how tough it is. You just do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're losing people. Absolutely. Because of that. So talk mm -hmm. about, like, how you're bringing that your own personal mental health experience. You don't have to get too personal if you don't want to. But, I mean, how do you pull that in into what you're doing to really give this place some life? Well, um, I, for one, grew up in a single-parent home. And a lot of uh, homes today, black, black homes, have mothers that's uh, taking care of their kids without a father. So... During this play, it also stresses about young men that were lonely, young men that were even abused, or oh. young men that uh, were rejected, or just without that dad. So we bring to light the importance of fatherhood, the importance of having a relationship with your son, your daughter, but in this, in this aspect with your son. So uh, for me, you know, my father had passed when I was 18 years old, but... Were you close to him when he did? Uh, I was semi, I, I might say this because uh, my father and my mother divorced when I was young and when I was nine years old. So I, without a father those, all those years, you know, you had that sense of yearning. Oh. You, can, you can be part of a boys club. You can be part of the Cub Scouts and have that den father. You know, you can have all that, but it's nothing like having your own. Oh. And so... Doing this play in the part that I had as part of Julius the, from the original play, um, there was a lot of things that was going on with him that actually happened with me. Mm -hmm. So, yes, it is it is a lot of mental illness that needs to be discussed. And um, One thing, too, that black men, we seem to hold, we seem to grasp and not to feel comfortable enough to talk. Why? Because of fear, embarrassment. Um, being laughed at oh. or not even being heard. Mm. Mm. Not even being heard. Yeah. 
Because it's almost like it's not taken seriously. And I mm-hmm. mean that. I mean, that's the perception, right? It's like, you know, I mean, come on, man. Like, everybody's got stuff. Right. Like, get it, get it, you know, get it together. Mm-hmm. Put but your big not- boy pants on. They said, put your big boy, put your big girl panties mm-hmm. on and make it happen. But that gets construed to figure out a way to deal with it and deal with it and move on. We'll have time. Mm-hmm. Right? And then and then it's also a time that we, we don't feel as though, or if we may say we want to get help, we may get ridiculed about that. Black men need to go and get help. Is that still a thing, mm-hmm. though? Are people still in this space where you're a loser if you get therapy? Is that still a wanna, thing? I'm not sure if it's, it's it's thought of as you're a loser as it's just different. Um, or I weak. Think, um, Sometimes. That's, it, that's a part of it, too. And then, again, it's different. It's just even with men, um, I don't know how these guys are, but me, uh, my dad, when I'm sick, I don't like to go to the doctor. <laughs> so it, it's not only that, it's just it's different. You know, I could buck up out of this. Right. I can come up out of this. Uh, I'm not crazy. You know, those type things. So I believe we talk ourselves out of it more mm. so than even worried about what other people think. Because mm, it starts it, right here. Yeah. It's that uncomfortability itself. You know, right. it's just different. Right. What age do you think, as a black man or black boy, because you all once were that, right? What age do you think it's good for us to start talking about therapy, going to therapy, all of that? Well, with that question, got to, you know, as both of them said, go with my dad. My dad um was an open book he wanted to talk he wanted to know what was going on with me and my two sisters uh so we were quote unquote in therapy or getting pulled over like why are your face crunched up i don't know you know you know what i mean <laughs> you're gonna tell me and he'd break us down well the kid at school da 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 so that that was a part of my upbringing you know, to talk and, right. and and let me know where you're at. You right. know what I mean? Why you mad? I don't know. You know why you mad? Right. And he would make that make that happen. Where where things went different for me and for a lot of people. If and I, what I really love, I I'm playing Julius now. Um, uh, Troy has another role in the play. What this role time. are you, Troy? Now I'm playing Bobby. So you're Bobby. Yeah, okay. It's a new role. That, I was gonna say but, I don't remember Bobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah get ready. Get ready. Get ready because he's doing his thing again, y'all. But uh, with Julius, he's successful, and when you're successful, that mentally, subconsciously can tell you that I don't have a problem, right? Or I'm handling what. I need to right. because like, I I'm have good. I have a five bedroom house. Sure. I have a title. I make eight figures. I have this car. Like you know what figures. I mean? Oof. Six figures, seven figures, eight figures. I forget where the commas go. But <laughs> but delving into that delving into that character, it made me think, and you talking about what is a good age, it could be at forty seven. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It did you know what I mean? An age limit like it's you never know, too late. Never too late. Right. You know what I mean? And never uh, too early. Never too early. And that's one of the great things about all these characters because it didn't come when we were children. Right. But we found it when we were men. Right. Yes. And we're able to, like, let it come out. Right. I love that. So that's what I really loved about Julius is, like, with all his turmoil, it was late in life, but he got it, he got it figured out. So Julius is successful. And how old is Julius? 
35. <laughs> 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 <My> man. <laughs> you know. How old do I need? Look, right. How old do you want Julius to be? <laughs> He's a doctor. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know what I mean? We playing him 35 to 45. Can you see my gray hair in here? I'm just playing. But, yeah, he's around that age, 35. 45. Got you. Okay, and how old is Bobby? Bobby's about 55. He is 55. And he's very successful, too. Okay. Oh, my gosh. He, he, he's making a lot of money, and he's giving back to society. But he got some crazy issues, too, right. which will be revealed then. And like I said, Bobby, uh, we didn't have Bobby in the first, the first run, but... Uh, because I originally had Julius, passed on to Christopher Martin, but now what the audience is going to see is uh, one of the God guys that's having some problems that they can uh, identify with too, even though you're successful, even though you have a lot of money, but you still uh, have some inner issues. Right. Okay. So now I know that we've got Nay Stubbs on the line, and Nay is the director, right? Yes. See, Nay. Yeah. He's like, I'm trying to get my Instagram together, Michelle. Ask somebody else. Told you I wasn't in the cast. Uh, we've got Nay on the line, and we're going to bring her in so she can kind of give her insight. i got a question for you, too, Nay. Nay, are you on the line? I'm here. Hi. Hey. How's it going, Nay? Hi, family. Hey. Hey. <laughs> They love you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so I love them right back. You love them right back. Now, are you in? You're in Pittsburgh, right, or Philadelphia? I'm in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. You always place me in Philadelphia. I, I don't do. know if you need something, I, but it's you know it's probably because of Savage because he's Philadelphia and he's ingrained okay. in Philadelphia and me. It's like nothing else matters <laughs> in Pennsylvania yes. except for Philadelphia. Okay, um, so. so let me ask you because you're a woman, obviously, and. You are directing a play about men, about black men, um, with an all-black male cast. So as a woman, talk to me about that. Are there challenges there? How are you able to really kind of pull pull what you need out of these characters and out of so, these actors, I should say? Right. So don't let them bully me, um, Michelle, because I wrote it and I'm directing it. Oh, so, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, they just agreed to the directing part, but they don't want to admit that I'm putting words in their mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so even, all right, so let's, let's double click on that. You wrote it. How did you write a play about black men for black men and you're not a black male um so with what i do um with doing more impactful arts in theater and now in film and just doing workshops and just things that um to ensure that i am doing arts that are effective that are connected to social issues um that are healing in every way um as well as entertaining um i have had to and still do have to do a lot of research. I've also been um, a daughter to a father, mm-hmm. a wife. Um, I have I don't have any biological brothers, but I'm surrounded by guys who do what I do, who have become brothers to me. Um, and so I've had to ask a lot of questions in what I do. I'm very observant. 
<laughs> they'll tell you. Um, <laughs> so I gather a lot of information and I want to know. Yes. It's not just because, you know, I can write or because I can create, but I want to know. I want to be able to answer some questions and, you know, provide the answers to other women. Not mm. just to understand black men, but even how to help. Mm. Uh, so, you know, of course, my way of being able to help is put it on the forefront and create communicative pieces in which we can first have conversations about it and then decide, you know, where to go from there. Right. Right. I love that. And I, I first of all, I love the fact that you said research, um, because I think so much of what's missing in a lot of things we do just in society and is just due diligence. Mm-hmm. Like and what I mean by that is really an understanding of whatever it is we're doing, wherever we are. We're, like we lack understanding on so many things. Right. And so much stuff. Right. Right. Um. And so I think, well, certainly it creates like this barrier. It creates a gap. But I love the fact that you said, I mean, you first started off with like research. Like I've done tons of research on this. Because that's important to me. That's a huge part of the part that I do. Um, When Chuck talks to me about this particular production, um, that's one of the the biggest things for, for me was being able to paint a true picture. Mm. Being able to paint mm-hmm. the black male's truth instead of showing you the piece of a black man that society generally paints mm. because that's all they want to accept and they want to puppeteer him with unrealistic expectations and mm. pressures placed on him, you know, and tell him what to feel, how to feel, tell him not to hurt, not to experience life as the human that everybody else gets to be right. except the black except male. Except for them. Yeah. And, and I'm going to ask this question real quick and then we got to take a quick break, but I want to ask you guys reading the script, bringing these characters to life, how did she do? Oh, she nailed it. Oh, she nailed it. You hear that, Nay? Record that, Nay, just in case they try to get brand new. Just in case they ever try to get brand new during rehearsal, you can be like, um, friend. Right? (laughs) You said my words were perfect. (laughs) (laughs) You said I nailed it. So what would this character have said differently? Right. Nothing. <laughs> right. So, Michelle, I'll, I'll tell you this, too. Um, I'm a writer first. I write. Yeah. So when we were talking about this and I, would, I was giving a few ideas that I had and some of the scenarios and things like that, she started the process, and we're not going to fight about how that actually started, Nay, in front of, in front of company. Um, Wait, do we, need to, do we need a therapist in here now? We do, we do. Do we need that long-distance boldness? I'm not right. Do we need to work through some things? No, No, we're good. We're good with it. Like Nay said, that sounds like long-distance, long-distance hate. No, it's no hate at all. Um but, but by me being a writer, it's hard for me to accept the writing of other people when I feel like I can do it better. Mm. When she started the process, I said, that's it. Like, wow. this, this is exactly what I was looking for. Right. This, is, mm-hmm. this is telling the story that I wanted. So I took a step back as a writer and said, you know, why do I need to get my hand in it if you're doing a phenomenal job? Mm-hmm. So I admired that. And then to be able to collaborate and bring other people on that can bring it to life, those words mean even more now. There are certain things that she wrote that she didn't even know at the time applied to 
the different actors right. in their personal lives, right. which sure made it real. Mm-hmm. Sure but that's did. also why the topic yeah. is so important because so many people can relate to it. Yes. And the way she wrote it and the way the, the first cast and now this cast are really bringing those stories to life, it just magnifies the importance of it. So when I stepped into the role of Miles the last time and saw how her words impacted me, and then impacted my brothers that were with me, it showed me from the beginning, like, wow, I knew I had it in my my brain. She saw it and she put it on paper and then it came to life. And then the actors are bringing it to life as well. Right. And so it just explodes even into the audience and the host and the the ushers and people that don't even know what they're going to get until they get there. And it starts with the word. I always, right. you know, start my, the classes that I teach in the beginning was the word. We know where that comes from. Right. Yeah. And she put the words to it that really brought everything to life. Awesome. Guys, we got the cast of Guide Guys in the house. The play opens June 17th. It's running June 17th and June 18th at Seven Sages Theater here in Atlanta. Uh, we've also got... <laughs> One of the writers and director, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> make sure Start you get <laughs> on the line. Uh, we got to take a quick break. Nay, I would love for you to hang tight. We got to take a break, but then when we come back, we'll have um, Derek Jackson, who is running uh, for the House of Representatives for the seat that he had. He actually uh, vacated the seat to run for lieutenant governor, and someone else had it. She unfortunately passed away. And so now he's running to take that seat back. So he's going to call in. Uh, last night's elections have led them to a runoff. So he, we'll be with him when we come back. Uh, more according to Michelle on the back side of this break, guys. I'm telling you, we're going to close this thing out soon. You don't want to miss what's coming up next. We'll be right back. Michelle. Michelle. Take this one here for me and my teacher. I cannot believe it is already 530. On According to Michelle with Michelle Taylor Willis. You are listening to the one and only We in Midtown, the real 1100 AM, live in the studio. We got the cast of God Guys. We got Corey, we got Chris, we got Troy, we got Nate. That's right, I've crossed off all their names. I have their own, I have my own like secret nicknames for them in my head. Now that I say that, I probably should have said it out loud. It sounds weird. But anyway, they're here. God Guys, June 17th and 18th at the, uh, I don't know why I always want to mess that up, Seven Stages. She's always want to say Little Five Points Theater. Even when I'm performing there, I'm like, come to the Little Five Points Theater. Like, that's not what it's called, Michelle. Seven Stages, if you want to buy tickets, God Guys, ATL Run, number two dot eventbrite.com. That's God Guys, ATL Run, the number two dot eventbrite.com. Or you just go to Eventbrite, Google God Guys. Tickets go on sale. Tickets going fast. Tickets going fast. Yes. I mean, they are sizzling like bacon. Crispy bacon. They only got 13 left. You better get them today. I just got mine because I, I Google God, guys, and that's what I got too. Okay, listen, guys, 5.30, it's time for Ask Michelle, and I believe we already have a caller on the line. Is that right? Yes. <gasps> Hi. <laughs> What's up, Michelle? You know who this is? I don't know who this is. I do, actually, but I want you to tell everybody. Listen, I, I am one of the biggest fans of the NTW, according to Michelle's show, the one and only Honorable Derek Jackson. What's He's currently up? a candidate for District 68 in South Fulton in Fayette County. What's up, Derek? <laughs> Welcome to According to Michelle. 
I know this this isn't your first rodeo, and thank you, by the way. Um, <laughs> thank you for the kind words, and thank you for coming to the play. I hope you enjoyed it. Yes, yes. No, listen, it was great to see the one of many dimensions of, of MTW, and uh, it was great. It was long. It was long. Because you, know, you were, I mean, you came I'd on Thursday night. I've never been at a stage play for six hours. Okay, all but, right. <laughs> <laughs> you were there. But the next time I know I come to a stage play that consists of uh, MTW, I'll make sure to bring breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> I hope Dana Hubbard's not listening to you. You were there on Thursday night, right? You were there on Family we were and Friends. Opening night. night. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Opening night. So, you know, opening night is kind of like, you know, it's Family and Friends. It's like a very, very good dress rehearsal. So, yeah, we had to get all the kinks out. But I could tell you by the Saturday night show, we had that thing down to two hours, and it was great. So, next time, don't come on opening night. I know you did that for me because I asked you to because it was. MTW night, but yeah, but we had we, we we sliced through it a little bit. We had to we had to work through some things on the first night. Um, but yeah, we we had it we had it nice and tight by the time we got to Saturday. So yeah, no, it's a great show, and I, I think you know this shows you know in all seriousness how we as African Americans um, we're just multi-dimensional, and we are able to be blessed to conquer anything that's before us. Us because we serve a mighty God, and so that just shows the capability and capacity that we all have, and and that level of support is always required. Um, and when we do that support, we just demonstrate how collective we are as a people. Absolutely, absolutely, and I appreciate your support. You are always on the MTW train, so I appreciate it. And I promise, next time it won't be six hours. It wasn't six hours, like two. Yeah, hours I know, right? Whatever. Okay, so talk to us about how did we end up in a runoff? for your seat? You know, that's a great question. Um, so in District 68, which consists of six municipalities, Fairburn, Union City, City of South Fulton, Tyrone, Peachtree City, and, and Fayetteville. And of those six cities, the, the way the district is is sliced and diced, it has a population of 61,000. Uh, of that 61,000, 42,000 voters are eligible and registered to vote and unfortunately we got like three percent that came out three percent of vote wait a minute wait a minute Derek yeah. jackson yeah of those municipalities in district 68 61 thousand potential voters yeah and you so, said three so, percent so, uh, so you so said the population 3%. is 61 thousand but not all 61 thousand Folks can vote because you know they're under the age of eighteen. Right. Okay. So but, what? But, so how many? But, uh, what does that but, potential voter look like? How many is that? But the, but of that sixty-one thousand, forty-two thousand are registered voters. All right. So ten percent is forty-two hundred. Half of that is twenty-two hundred. So let, what? Like eighteen hundred people came out to vote out of forty-two thousand. Is that what you're telling me? I'm telling you, nineteen hundred and sixty-seven to be exact. Can you? Can we just say my math is ridiculous? Okay, let's just do. Let's just put a. Let's just put that out there. I mean, I did that, but it, Derek, that sounds crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm still scratching my head. You know, in the words of 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 Hova, right? Uh, men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. So let me ask you this, because I actually have one of your one of your consist constituents 
is sitting in the mm-hmm. audience today. And by the way, we got the cast of God Guys. You know that because you've been listening for the last 30 minutes. Um, we got the cast of God Guys here. And one of them lives actually in Union City. And he said a lot of people don't even know about these special elections, right? Like they don't even know. And and I know that this is a challenge, right? Like everybody votes for president. People might vote for governor. But like these local elections um, all the way down to the school board are the most important. And certainly the special elections. How do we get the word out about special elections? Like not even 2,000 people voted. How do, how, how do we fix this problem? Yeah, and that's, that's an excellent question. And, you know, here's the thing, Michelle. I cannot answer the question for other candidates. I can only say what I do as a candidate, right? And so I think, first off, you got to show up where the people are. And so there are over 100 churches, for example. So I, I can't make it to every church on Sunday, but I do my fair share of reaching out to churches, for example. Um, I do my fair share of, um, you know, engaging the Divine Nine, in which I'm a member of one of those, those right? Um, I, I have to, you know, do shows such as yours that are in these streets, in these communities. Um, you got to do local newspaper. You got to do flyers. You got to knock on doors. You got to shake hands and kiss babies. You got to do all those things to engage the people, right? Um, so... What we try to do of that 42,000 um, registered voters, we try to at, at least touch 20%. And we do that by social media. We do that by mailers. We do that by neighborhood, neighborhood canvassing. Because um, it is challenging, right? We're not like running for president of the United States where they can jump on CNN and MSNBC and all these other broadcast stations. Uh, we, we, we can't do V103, you know, pay, you know, $60,000 a month. We, we can't do those things, right? Because right, right. uh, it, it doesn't make sense for us to do it um, from an ROI. And so what we try to do for the most part, again, what I try to do, and I hate talking in the third person, but Derek always try to engage, <laughs> meet people where they are. And I got to go where they are because they, I, I shouldn't have the expectation that they're going to come to me. Right. I got to go to them. Right, right, right. So the special election is June... June 13th. June 13th. So okay. June 13th. Um, and then, again, this also demonstrates how legislation that was passed back in 2021 impacts the present and the future, right? And so, um, you, you know, not to make this too political, but when the Republicans made that change with Senate Bill 202, they reduced... Get this, they reduce. So it's hard for folks to say voter suppression when your own people don't come out. Right. Where we still have three weeks of early voting, where we still have an opportunity to cast our ballot, unlike mm. what our ancestors had to go through. And so we, we're going to continue to meet the voters where they are. We're going to, you know, again, try to go after that 20% as much as possible because you're, to your earlier opening statement, all politics are local, and because they are local, those are the seats that directly impact um, the lives of our citizens. Right. So I'm going to just touch on this real quick before we have to let you go. But again, so we've got the cast in here, and what this play really about is healing and, you know, not making mental health this blemish 
on the lives of black men and using it as an empower tool to be better and to be stronger for all of those around them. Um, do you have, or where does mental health fit in, in your platform, on your platform? So mental health is in my top eight issues. And the reason why mental health is, is, is real uh, as a retired naval officer, I've seen, I never experienced PTSD, but some of my sailors and my officers have experienced PTSD. So before we even start putting titles on things like mental health, mental awareness, you know, all that kind of stuff, uh, in the military, we were already, you know, we're hit to this, right? We were already dealing with this because we force human beings to do something that's unnatural, Right, we take the most precious 18, 19 year old. We train them to be killers, and we and and not expect for that not to have any impact. Wow. No, nah. right. And so, mental health has always been part of my platform because I have witnessed the impact and the effects on families and individuals. Um, so that's the reason why mental health is high on my list. Wow. The other reason why mental health is high on my list because of my affinity for women's health. Um, you know, being, you know, my mother's only son and, and the father of, of four daughters and a wife. And, you know, so I understand um, those impacts, maybe not directly, but indirectly. And so I always look at healthcare. I always say health is our new wealth. You can have five or $10 million in the bank, but if your health uh, is not up to par and you don't have access to that quality health, uh, then that five or ten million dollars worth nothing. Right, right. Let me ask any was anybody here in the military? Any of you guys? No, no. No, nobody in the military, but yeah, it really is. Uh Derek, hang hang on for me real quick. I just want to ask the guys one thing. And really I want to ask you, Corey, because you were talking about your dad before and the impact. What part of your life are you bringing in to your character? What character do you play? I play Dante. Dante. <clears throat> You're from Calhoun, Georgia, right? Calhoun, Georgia, and I don't say Atlanta, I say Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, you go, you go from sounding like, you know, really country to not so country. Right. Like, you can, you can switch, you know. Right. 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 You're right. You're right. You're right. It's not where you're from. It's where you're at. <laughs> That's awesome. I love him. Um, but yeah. So talk to us uh, a little bit how you're bringing that into your character. Dante. Dante. Absolutely. Um, first and foremost, shots out to Chuck and, and Nay for casting this. Uh, as I said before, um, the last break is that they sort of gave the characters. Uh, t that just sued us. It it's weird. I don't know if they knew. I don't know what it was, but they sued us. So uh, the thing that I bring from my real life into Dante is Dante uh, experienced something as a young man that forever changed his life, uh, how, how it pertains to how he views women in relationships. Mm. Um, having gone through some of those things at an early age and then having to adjust and say, no, that's not what life is like. Uh, so I'm, I'm right there with, da I could be Dante. I wow. could have told her, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. Write that down. It's, it, and it would have been the same it thing. It would have been wow. the same thing. Wow. Um, but there are some other issues that Dante went through that I didn't experience. 
but for um, I, I could see where it was going. Mm -hmm. And so that was one of the things that I was able to pull from my own life into Dante. So how do you do that, right? Because it is, as an actress, I know that whenever there are similarities, it's easier to kind of make that alignment. Mm -hmm. But when there's not, mm -hmm. right? You said there's pieces to Dante. I'm sure there's pieces to Julius. There's pieces to Bobby mm -hmm. that you don't, you're like, I. I got nothing. I mean, let's uh, say Bobby was in the military mm -hmm. and you were never in the military, right? So how uh -huh. do you, where do you go find the inspiration for all of that to make that complete character that you put on paper? Mm -hmm. Anybody can answer. Well, well, how about, you know, what I do is... Troy's like, is, I got this one. <laughs> um, get a backstory. Get a backstory about that character um, and, and make it real. Be creative about this person. Even, you know, and, and do some research and see what this person did. Uh, even though I wasn't experienced, uh, let me just put it this way: uh, Bobby, his profession is a cosmetic surgeon. I don't have that experience. But what you do is do research, find out what that, what exactly what a cosmetologist does. How much does he or she make? And, and what does it, what, I mean, how do you feel about doing that? Are you proud about your profession? You know, so that's one of the things you do, and not just that, but just find out what you can make this person, what things you can do to make this person believable mm. Mm. to the audience. That's right, that's believable. Mm. Yeah, believable is the thing, right? Um, I, go ahead, Chris. I, I, oh, you I definitely, something? yeah, you're talking about characters. And again, we were just having the same conversation. Um, when we were waiting to come in here uh, for the show. And I was telling them that when Chuck had talked to me about being in the play as a, um, a character, you know, I thought it was, I wanted to be Rico. Uh, shout out to James who plays Rico. Uh, and I wanted that part because uh, that's what spoke to me when I saw the play. Well, he sent me Miles to do the uh, monologue. And, you know, I did it, and then when he, he hit me back, I was like, which character? It's like, Julius. I was like, well, what the hell? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, wait, we all the way, you know what I mean? Left field, left field. But and Nate and I had a great discussion this when we had a one-on-one. -on -one. But when I read Julius, I knew Julius right off the bat. I Everything he has been through, a lot uh, I've experienced in... Um, I just touched on it last when we were talking about getting, you know, mental help or getting some help. Grew up in a great family. Mother, father, successful, Heathcliff and Claire Huxtable type. Mm. So when problems came in my life, graduated from college, college football athlete, because I was successful, I was able to hide what I was doing mm. and my problems got worse wow. and worse and worse. Mm. And when there's a line in there where he talks about success killing him, being successful, you know, by and large almost killed me. Wow. You know what I mean? It really took me down because I'm successful. Like I've done all this, like, and I'll be able to get through what I'm getting through. Right. And it wasn't until I got more help than just my own success smarts and because what my parents had done uh and and success can be detrimental that's right it can be extremely detrimental and when i read julius and what he went through i was like man i i, I got this guy and wow. uh, I, i'm i'm so happy 
that Chuck and they gave me the part. That's now. why. You got good, I mean, that's I'm why. Happy. That's yeah. why you got happy. good, good directors. Happy. Right. Right. Yeah. You got good directors and people who know because they know. Because we think as actors, we know. But they're right. like, ah, I know. The, I know the backstory to right. this character. I know what, and they know where that that fits in. Yeah. All right. So Derek, like I said, you've got one of your constituents in here. We got to take a quick break before we close the show out. And um, so. You got a Union City resident right here, Derek. <laughs> and he's got to get back out yes. for this runoff election. What are you going to say to him to not just bring him to the poll, but make him check your box? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. And, Michelle, you know me. Um, I never believed in bumper sticker slogans and campaigning. Right? I prefer to hear from him what's interested to him. How does he want his government to show up for him, right? That's where it's more meaningful to me. And so I would say if you want someone that's authentic, you want someone that that understands the issues and that's open-minded and willing to listen and to engage you, then I am your candidate of choice, your candidate of choice, and go to DerekJackson.org, and then let's sit down and have a conversation. Because I can say all day for 15, 20 minutes, and it, and it could be like, uh, I'm not interested in none of those, <laughs> right? And so I don't, I've don't. i never been your traditional type of public servant. I've been one. You tell me, you come up to the microphone and say, what's on your heart and mind? And then I'll, I'll let you know how we can get that done. Mm. Sounds Deal, good. Chris? Death so deal. can you, will you at least say, I'll go vote? I may may not know who I'm voting uh, for, but I'm oh, going to yeah, vote. Oh yeah, like I mean, now that I know the date, like yeah, just yeah, literally, I bet I could ask plenty of people in the neighborhood. Like probably didn't even know that the runoff. So like you said, this type of program, what Michelle does, you know, I got it on the calendar now. There you go. Yeah. Look at that, Derek, on the Excellent. calendar. Excellent. All right. You got to meet people where they are. That's exactly right. Yeah. June 13th runoff election, District 68, and then other. I mean, are there any other runoffs? Uh, no, we're the only show in town. Wow. We're it. Wow. All right. We got to get out there and do it. Thank you so much, Derek, for calling in. Thank you again for all of your support. A- absolutely. Thank you, Michelle. And again, to, to your listening audience, go to DerekJackson.org. If you have any questions, I'm available and accessible. Let's sit down and talk. Sounds good. Oh, hey, wait, real quick. Nay and C. Nate just asked, will Representative Jackson be attending the show? What's the date? June 17th and June 18th, after Father's the Father's runoff. Day it's Father's Day weekend. Oh, send me the information. We'll, that's after the runoff. Yeah. I, 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 know, I, can like, I can't do it. I can't commit before June 13th. That's what he was going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just let me know if it's a six-hour stage play. So that way I can bring, you know, some snacks this time. Goodbye, Derek. All right. Much love to you. All right. All right I'm not going to take that last break. I'm going to go ahead and let you guys close this thing out so here's my final thing for you guys right if we're talking if we're talking to anybody to anybody you're either a black man or you're somebody who has to deal with one at some point in time how is this play going to help you I'll go first and then we'll go all the way around uh, it's going to help you because you're going to see something in one of these characters that you've experienced. There's just no way around it. Mm. And when you see the lines and the action 
and the sincerity of how each of our characters gets through them and how it ends, you'll find some strength. You'll find something in the play. It's going to move you if you have mental issues or know somebody. And if you come, watch the play, listen to the dialogue, see the interaction, I, I, I'd stake anything I got on it. You're going to get something from it, and you'll be a better person for seeing the play. I mm. really believe that. All right. What about you, Corey? How is this? How are people going to be different from seeing this play? Absolutely. Speaking from personal experience, ever since becoming a part of this cast, I've changed. I was telling the guys right. this in the lobby. Uh, so it's, it's affected me personally. And every time I speak of the play, I speak of a life-changing situation that can occur for not only the black male, but the black woman, the black child, families all together. Because just as my brother Chris stated, there's a portion of each character that you'll be able to identify with in your life. And the thing is discovery, because a lot of us don't even know there's something wrong. Mm. We could be raised in things that were so out of whack that we thought they were normal. Right. But God didn't create us that way, so our minds and our bodies still react in a negative way because it was wrong to begin with. So there's going to be discovery there. There's going to be an opportunity for the man to be healed, the woman to be healed, the child to be healed, and it's going to open up conversations. So it's an overall family situation going on with God guys. I love that. And Instagram does too. God guys is so necessary. Somebody said amen. And I can second that at Corey Pope, my love. Uh oh, that Queen Closet TV. That's my wife. Oh God. Hey baby. Hey mama. She's like, yes, he is changed. I have seen a change in my baby. Yeah. Okay, real quick, I'm sorry to have to get you, but just real quick. Real quick. Um you want to see that you're not alone. And it's all right to talk. Mm. You're going to see six men open up individually and collectively and talking to each other, just revealing layers of things that's been going on in their lives. And you're going to find yourself in that. And it's all right to talk. It's all right to bring it out. Just let you know you're not alone. You got somebody that's got your back. Got you. All right. And you want to bring it home? Yes, ma'am. One half of the writing and directing team. We not messing with that. Nate Doe. She's a writer and director. So we, we give May it is like, um, first and foremost, I just want to go and get this on the table. Right, right. <laughs> no, I, I often say that a lot of times art imitates life, and a lot of times life imitates art. In this production, you get all of it, and you, you get a chance to see yourself or somebody you know. And the bottom line is we have to be accountable to one another if we want to improve because we can't live on this earth by ourselves mm -hmm. we need one another we we need to interact with one another and so this provides an opportunity for people to have discussion it provides an opportunity for that person who's never been to therapy to say you know what maybe I'll go and see what this is about because you have six men are saying it's okay to go right you know, right. and ultimately we want people to feel and heal. That's what we talk about. And if you are in that auditorium, in that theater, when you're in that, when you're in that theater, theater when oh. you're in that theater, I promise you, you will feel. But it's going to be up to you if you want that healing. Oh goodness, wow! Yeah. We can. Uh, yes. Oh, real quick. I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, I just wanted to shout out the other cast members. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Daniel Tate. James Thompson and Kevin Brown, who aren't here with yes. us, um, they are My excited brothers. as well. They're going to bring that energy, and they're going to 
provide some of that healing that we're talking about through those characters. So Excellent. thank you for that. All right, the cast of God Guys, guys, in the studio today. God Guys, ATL, run, number two, dot eventbrite.com, or you just Google God Guys, Google Amazing Men, and it'll probably come up. <laughs> thank you guys so much thank for coming you. on the show. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to According to Michelle with Michelle Taylor Willis. I'm here every Wednesday on Real 1100 AM and on Radio, 4 p.m., to 6 p.m. Let me take you home on the Autobahn. I mean, like, you know, not really home. Uh, if you miss it, Team Replay is always in full effect. Just Google According to Michelle Podcast. You can listen to all of these shows. There's never a reason for you not to be inspired, empowered, motivated. Everybody that we bring into the studio, they're living their dreams. There's no excuses. They're doing what you say you want to do, and for some reason you can't just figure it out. You listen to this show, I guarantee you, you'll be able to figure it out. All right, I'm hungry, so that means I am out.